Welcome to the Physiatry Podcast, where we talk about physical medicine, rehabilitation, pain management, traumatic brain injury, and sports medicine all in one. We focus on delivering the best unbiased information to our audience. Today, we have a very special podcast number 10. We are going to be dedicating the whole podcast to the coronavirus. Now, I've spoken about the coronavirus several other times. I spoke with Dr. Nadiparam a couple sessions ago, and today we're going to focus on the coronavirus. Myths, truths, what we've learned from the past, previous outbreaks, including the Spanish flu outbreak in 1918. Here today on the Physiatry Podcast, this is podcast number 10. I'm your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Before I get started about the coronavirus, I'm going to say a Persian adage that really does apply to this as well as multiple other things. This too shall pass. Remember that although this is a very unprecedented situation, the human race has gone through multiple other outbreaks in the past and we have survived. And that's what we need to do right now is remember that, that we will survive this and this will pass. The real question is, how are we going to survive this? And are we going to survive this as a country and world divided or as a country and a world together? So that brings me to our first segment today, Medical Myths. So I'm going to tackle several myths this time, not just one, because the coronavirus has been spreading a whole bunch of rumors throughout the world about different ways to protect yourself from the coronavirus. So number one, let's talk about drinking bleach, acetic acid, or steroids, or using essential oil, salt water, ethanol, or other substances. You can't prevent getting COVID-19 from using these things. The way you can prevent getting COVID-19 or the coronavirus is by washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. This is the best way to prevent getting coronavirus. Another question is, This coronavirus was deliberately created and released by people. This is impossible. The coronavirus is a common cold virus, as we have talked about in the past. And this novel coronavirus is a virus that came from a bat, pig, or bird. We really don't know where it came from. We guess a bat. And this normally resides in the bat. But somehow, it got passed to humans and is passing through different venues, including aerosols. When we're talking, we always spit a little bit while we talk. We also can be sneezing or coughing or other things. And these things can pass the coronavirus. There's another myth going around that drinking a whole bunch of water is going to avoid getting coronavirus. This is not true. Drinking water may help dehydration, but it will not help you avoid getting coronavirus. A viral video has been going around with a parent spraying their child with Lysol. This by no way prevents coronavirus or helps anything. It can be very harmful to clothes, mucous membranes, including the eyes and mouth, and can actually cause more viruses to come in because it's disrupting your mucous membranes, which are actually helping you prevent virus from going in. The last myth I'm going to tell you about with coronavirus 
is the fact that many people are thinking that, oh, we'll be fine so we can go outside and do whatever we want to. And if we get coronavirus, we will be okay. That is not the point. There are still many people that are younger with no medical conditions that do get sick, do get intubated in the ICU, have other problems that go on with this coronavirus. So ideally, it would be nice if you don't get it. On the other hand, the biggest issue is spreading this virus. And that is what I'm going to talk about a little bit more. Why we should not be going outside and exposing ourselves to this virus, whether purposefully or not. So yes, there are young people that still do get sick and still get sick pretty badly. We will go back into this in a little bit, but that is all for our medical myth section today. We will come back and talk about more medical myths next week. For most people alive, they probably have never experienced anything like this, unless if you're about 105 years old. Because 102 years ago, we had the Spanish flu pandemic that spread throughout the world in 1918 and 1919. Although the coronavirus is nothing like the flu, it has some very distinct qualities that are similar in the sense that the coronavirus is spread very similarly to the flu and actually has an R0 that is quite similar to the flu. So what is an R0? That is the amount of people that one person infected with the condition will transmit. So if we have person one that has the disease, there will be about two and a half other people that will be infected by that person on average. Now this is an average. There are people that may transmit this disease to more people. And there may be people that transmit disease to less people or no people whatsoever. But that R0 for the Spanish flu was about two and a half. For COVID-19 or the coronavirus is approximately the same. Now, the good news with this novel coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you may call it, it has a death rate of about 1.4%. The Spanish flu had a death rate of approximately 10%, depending on how you look at it. Now, the Spanish flu infected about one-thirds of the world's population, which was about 500 million at the time. Some estimates put the Spanish flu at killing 50 to almost 100 million people. In fact, it caused the U.S. average lifespan to drop from 51 years to 39 years for one year during that 1918-19 season. It also preferentially killed younger people. It killed babies and people under the age of 10. Also, it killed people between the age of 20 to 40 as well as the elderly population. The coronavirus specifically targets more elderly people, although we do know that younger people also do get sick. Today is St. Patrick's Day here in the United States, and many of our parades and other events have been canceled for St. Patrick's Day. Now, in 1918, the city of Philadelphia threw a parade. During this parade, there were 200,000 people who crammed together to watch this procession. 
Three days later, every bed in Philadelphia's 31 hospitals was filled with sick and dying patients. By the end of a week, there were 4,500 people dead in an outbreak in Philadelphia from the Spanish flu. Now in St. Louis, they decided to cancel this parade. And it was pretty interesting what happened because guess what? There were no civilians on the streets. The city closed schools, playgrounds, libraries, courtrooms, and churches. And public gatherings of more than 20 people were completely banned. Don't get me wrong, the Spanish flu still attacked St. Louis, but only 700 people died of the flu. Now, keeping people home did save thousands of lives, but it also saved the hospital beds. And this is the key thing. If you have a flu, and you want to be treated while this COVID-19 outbreak is going on. If we don't save our hospital beds, guess what? We won't be able to treat your flu or say your child breaks their arm. And we are not social distancing. We are not doing the things to prevent COVID-19 to overtake our hospitals. Guess what? We are not going to be treated for that. We're going to have to wait or we're going to have to treat that in a place that is not adequate. Now, if we had one thirds of the population getting sick from COVID-19 in today's day, we would have approximately two and a half billion people sick and if two and a half billion people get sick with a mortality rate of even one percent which is a low mortality rate compared to the spanish flu and what most people are saying that the actual rate will be guess what we will have over 250 million people dead and guess what it will probably be higher than that because our hospital systems throughout the world cannot handle that at all okay say this happened in the united states and other places in the world have started social distancing and we decide to eh it's not appropriate we're not going to social distance we're going to keep all the bars open we're going to have parties and we're going to have baseball games and football games guess what out of the 327 million even if one third gets sick that's a hundred million and if one percent of those patients die we're talking about 10 million deaths in the united states now this is all because we didn't social distance we didn't do the things appropriate don't get me wrong even if we social distance covid is going to be throughout the United States. There is no doubt that. It is already here and it is going to go throughout the country. The key is most of us will be fine. There are a few that will get very sick and a few will die. That is true and there is nothing that we can do about it. Now, most of us are going to be fine, and I will reiterate that. Most of us are going to be just fine. The key thing is, if we don't reduce the spread or the rate of spread of this disease, our hospital systems are going to be so overwhelmed that there are going to be no doctors to treat anything other than COVID. Right now, what is going on in Italy should be an example of what not to do. Italy currently has 27,980 cases 
with a total of 2,158 deaths since the COVID-19 outbreak has happened. They have created a linear and exponential model, which shows that they may have up to 14,000 ICU admissions by March 20th. This is insane. The amount of ICU beds available and that are usually full at this time of year in Italy, in the Lombardy region, is about 90%. Guess what? Even with canceling all their elective cases and extending their ICU beds to the point where they can have all the resources focused on the ICU and on these COVID-19 cases, they still don't have enough beds for the patients. In fact, there are some reports that some places in Italy are not treating anybody above the age of 80, and these patients are just being left at home in a comfort care surrounding. We don't want this to happen to the United States, so I plead with everybody that they should take their time to think about this, reflect on this, and not be a transmitter of COVID and break the cycle. Everybody can do it, and we are all in this together. This is not about one person. This is not about one thing. This is about humanity. We need to be humans and think about human race, not each one of us. Because guess what? Most of us will be perfectly fine. But when it comes to humanity and the human race, if we can band together and do this the right way, guess what? We will have enough resources for everybody to be treated well and give everybody that gets COVID-19 a fighting chance to survive this disease, as well as anybody else that gets sick in the meantime to survive that disease. Before I get into history, I'm going to get into a current event that happened during the COVID-19 outbreak in Boston at the Biogen conference. This conference that had approximately three people that were non-symptomatic but were carriers of COVID-19, active COVID-19, they were shedding virus. We know of about 100 people that got sick with COVID-19 from this conference. This is why social distancing is so important. And finally, I'm going to leave you with a thought from Sir Isaac Newton and what he did in 1665 during the Black Plague outbreak in London. He was sent home from his college about 60 miles away and he did exceptionally well. He actually invented many of the things that we deal with in physics today. He actually used a prism to look at different lights And he was sitting under a apple tree when the famous apple hit him in the head. And he then had discovered the physics of gravity. And since then, we've been suffering with those physics and the physics equations that he invented. So remember, social distance, social distance, social distance, stay away from people. And thank you for listening to podcast number 10 at the Physiatry Podcast. This is a great time to listen to podcasts. So guess what? Spread the word. 
Tell everybody about my podcast. If you know anybody that likes to listen to podcasts, tell them about mine. I would love that. I would be totally appreciative. If you have any comments, send me an email at info at painlessnx.com. You can find my webpage on Facebook, The Physiatry Podcast. I have an Instagram account. I have a Twitter account. I admit I don't use Instagram that much. This is a verbal podcast, not visual. In any case, please like me. Give me five stars. That would be wonderful. Thank you and have a wonderful day. This is Dr. Avinash Rajasthan, your host of the Physiatry Podcast. I will see you next week. Thank you.